Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. It is Elliot Dank and Simply Go now for Culture Club. And I'm sure you have seen videos on Instagram, friends or people on your follow list that attended the Coldplay concert here in Singapore. Yes, of course. I've seen it. I've seen many. And I was wondering, am I the only one missing out on this? (laughs) FOMO, right? Not really. It's just more like, when did Coldplay become so big? And where was I when that happened? It does happen, you know. Sometimes these bands, they just become larger than life, right? But I think more than that, it's when they perform these concerts, you have so much technological support that makes them seem even larger than life, if you mm-hmm. get what I mean. Exactly. Those, those LED wristbands, for example, you see the videos flashing different colors and then you see the entire stadium. It's it's really quite amazing. We used to use glow sticks before. I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Tian Tian knows what the glow sticks oh, are. You, don't do this to the poor girl. Come you, on. Of you course she does. snap it and it yeah. glows in the dark. We use that in the military as well. But, you know, what if you could take technology one step further? Not just to enhance live music, but also to enhance performance arts. How can that be done? Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Christopher Chu, founder of Aventura, is uh, in the studio with us, sharing with us how they're revolutionizing the performance space with the help of technology. Christopher, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Elliot. And Timothy, thank you for having me on your program. I like the name of your company, Aventura. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are all about. What kind of solutions do you provide? Okay, I started Aventura in 2019. Aventura, in case you're not aware, is adventure in Italian. So it was all about creating adventure. And when we first started, we were actually more focused on creating uh, physical immersive experiences, the sort that's very trendy in cities like London and New York, where you can be immersed in a theme environment or a theme narrative, sometimes with Dining Incorporated. But of course, you know, we had our first event planned for May 2020 and then COVID happened. Yeah, I just uh, threw our plans out the window and we postponed twice and eventually had to cancel the event. And it took us about a year later before we were able to pivot towards creating uh, virtual immersive experiences for VR headsets. Right. And so we should say it like that, right? Aventura. (laughs) Italian, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's adventurous of you to do this. So now you were talking about immersive... VR experience. Does that mean we are all in the same room or are we in different locations enjoying the same thing or enjoying things differently? You can be in the same room. You can also be in different rooms. But the basic idea is that you are immersed in a virtual environment. And typically, it's a a single-person experience unless, of course, you have more VR headsets. There are more people involved in that particular space. So, for example, so just to briefly explain the difference between the three uh, extended reality technologies. So, obviously, AR, everyone's familiar with AR, mm-hmm. uh, with the Pokemon Go craze <laughs> that, yeah, that was going on it's, a couple of years ago. It's still on, 
in a way. It is. It's, okay. it's amazing. Gosh. Yeah. So so that is something that you typically would uh, experience on your mobile device, whether it's right. a phone or tablet. But of course, soon you'll be able to do it on your AR glasses as yeah. well. And then, of course, there's virtual reality where typically it's experienced in the headset because you are blocking out the, the entire world just to experience what's in the headset. And of course, mixed reality is like AR, but it allows you to uh, be more immersive. And usually, tip, again, it's usually experienced with a VR headset as well. This is like, you know, that movie Ready Player One where people are immersive and they can enjoy playing that game. The cost for each is different, I'm assuming? Yes, uh, but we've seen a major advancement in recent years with the hardware as well as the software. So you, it's become a more accessible technology. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, headsets are a lot cheaper now and they're also smaller and lighter. Mm. Of course, that's going to improve even more in the next couple of years. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so you're having this Dance XR showcase, which will be involving local performance, performing arts experience through extended reality. Can you explain this to us? Yeah, so essentially DanceXR is an initiative that we started uh, with the support of the National Arts Council, NEC, to help to transform the local dance sector, to embrace the technology, to create new experiences and to reach out to audiences in a very fast-growing headset market. Yeah, so we basically have created uh, different VR dance experiences with a number of leading dance companies in Singapore. So this is a performance that we are watching, not a disco, sorry, a club dancing together. Or no, no. It's, it's basically a performance that is filmed with either a 180 degree or 360 degree camera mm-hmm. that will place you as if you are right there up on stage with the performance. I watch too many movies, Christopher, help me. I feel that you guys are able to... I don't know, bring a 1970s John Travolta performance <laughs> like he's right in front of me in a hologram. Can you do that? Yeah, that's already possible, but it involves a slightly different capture technology. Okay, okay. So to capture someone in a 3D with volume and all that, you will need volumetric uh, capture ca- uh, cameras okay, to do that. Okay. Uh, either that or you create the person in a tre- uh, using 3D software. So this dance XR is slightly different from, from that, but obviously the technology implications are there. Yeah, there are two different parts to okay. it. The one that was just passed this past weekend was just basically uh, VR films created using the cameras. Okay. But we have another one on the 3rd of February, which actually was using motion capture technology to mm. capture a dancer's movements and then having that movement in the face capture data uh, mapped onto an avatar. So in that experience, you actually enter a spatial environment where you can actually move around, interact yeah. with objects. You can, it's also multi-sensory. You can wow. smell, you can, uh, you can not, not taste, but feel. <laughs> <Close> <laughs> not, not there yet. Yeah, not there yet. <laughs> wow. Well, I want to go for this. This sounds so interesting. And I was just, I heard about this. One of the best grossing performance, concert performance last year was ABBA's Voyage Tour. And they're mm-hmm. not physically performing. It's just the Avatar performing in London. Is it, is, is it similar? It's similar that? in the sense of it's using a hologram. But it's different because ABBA's concert was projected. In the physical space. So the the audience are not wearing... No, the, they're not, ah, yeah. Okay, so in okay. VR, you're wearing a headset. And, but in this yeah. Dance XR, we'll be wearing a headset. That's right, that's right. You see this technology and this sort of style. I mean, it makes things interesting for sure. It's a talking point like we're doing now. Does this help to, to elevate the local performing arts scene? I think like when COVID happened, 
of course, you know, a lot of the performing arts groups went online with yeah. the performance being uh, recorded and streamed. Mm-hmm. But that didn't give you the kind of sense of presence that you get by being physically present at the performance, right? So, so VR technology allows you to have the element that's missing in, in traditional video. Yeah. And I think also to reach out to audiences beyond Singapore is something that I think all the performing arts groups want, right? We are a small market anyway, so you want to reach out to more people. Technology and arts really need to to collaborate, just no tasting involved. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that comes to mind, if we are all consuming all these performances in a very interactive and, and immersive way with our own headsets and VR goggles, are we creating more isolation between people? Ooh. Because we're not going, you know, it's something to do with your with your friends, your your wife, your husband, whatever it is when you go to these places. Sure. When this happens, you know, husbands and wives can be watching two different shows, two <laughs> different dance performances. That's a very good question. But, you know, as with most things, there are different types of experiences. There are those which is just you and and the the performers. There are others that, like, for example, mixed reality allows you to have the physical space. You can see who else you're watching that performance with. In fact, you can even interact with them. But you can still have that layer of uh, visualization that's created with the technology Mm -hmm. that you can't have if you were just sitting and watching a, a purely physical performance. So not necessarily isolating. It's just mm-hmm. it's just different types. You, know? you see, I, I really pay attention to the way Christopher de- describes this technology and the implications of it because, Christopher, you've got 30 years, close to 30 years experience in media attractions. You've worked in print, television, film, online. You've seen the entire evolution. And sometimes I personally get stuck in my ways and I'm, I'm only been in it 20 years. What, what are you most excited about? What's really exciting is the conversions. Everything that I've done in print, you know, broadcast, film, and then in the physical attractions business, the technology just applies all across, and everything just yeah. coming together. You can use that technology. Sorry, you can use that technology to create experiences that will apply in each of these different media platforms. Yeah. It's, it's no longer just media. It feels all encompassing these days. Does it? Does it concern you like it concerns me that we are moving at such a fast pace that the changes, you know, what's hot today will be obsolete next week? Yes. In fact, it it concerns me every day because it's just so hard keeping up with the advances. It is. It's just moving so fast, isn't it? Yeah, it's like... And then with AI, it just, you know, makes things even crazier. But you have no choice. I mean, it's either you let it overwhelm you and, you know, overtake whatever you're doing, or you just try and catch it and try and make use of it somehow Mm. for good, yeah. Do you look at, you know, Aventura's technology, obviously how it's it's, it's changing the future, do you see it applying beyond just the performing arts or, or, or even uh, the media? Yeah, industry. of course. Uh, it's it's actually already being done uh, across different industries. It's just that we chose to enter the space through performing arts because right, there right. wasn't very much being done about it locally. Right, right. But moving forward, of course, we intend to continue to uh, support the performing arts industry. But at the same time, we are developing uh, applications for the different industries as well. Okay. So... Can we just twist this around and ask you about what the performers feel mm. when they are performing for however kind of 360-degree cameras you have there? 
but not in front of an audience because some performers feed off the energy of the audience, clapping and everything like that. But when they don't hear or feel it, does that affect the way they perform? Does that affect the outcome of their performance? Naturally, it takes time for the performers to get used to performing for the camera. I mean, this is or ignoring the camera while performing. Yeah, that's right. But you need to treat the camera as that single audience that's watching you, and you need to establish that eye contact, that personal contact with the audience in a way that you. Typically, wouldn't if you were performing on stage, mm-hmm. you know, with everyone so far away. So, so I would say yes and no. In in some sense, it does maybe make them feel more in person. But at the same time, you, they need to make that connection. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you could double twist this in the sense that this technology pushes the performer to be more than a performer, even though it's slightly isolated. If you get what I mean, yes, more skill sets. You know, as a performer, yeah. I mean, even for us here, if you keep talking for ten minutes, you kind of start thinking, "Is anyone really listening to me?" Because I don't hear any <laughs> gasp, any breathing, any you know applause, yeah. which could affect, uh, you know, especially for artists on stage who are used to being on stage, could perhaps affect them in a way. I believe so. Probably, am I, am I thinking too long term, too, too far? But <laughs> I think I think different performers would yeah, respond yeah. differently. So mm. it's it's hard to tell and for me to say. I yeah. think it's interesting in, in how far I can push a performer and really see the range that they're able to give. You know, in spite of the fact that uh, we describe them as barriers, it could push them to give more range. Just very quickly, Christopher, uh, future plans for Aventura. Yes, so one of the things that we want to try and do is to enable people with different abilities. For example, we have projects going on uh, with a few of the dance companies to to create uh, projects with like children with Down syndrome, for example, and uh, also children with on the spectrum. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so that's what we want to do to make technology work for good as well. Yeah. Of course, we will continue doing the stuff that will make the money we need to. to of course. Yes, but that's, that's on our radar at the moment. Technology and being inclusive should be quite interesting. We will continue to follow your adventure. Christopher Chu, founder of Aventura in the studio with us. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.